1: This is WWJ All Local.
0: Another court appearance today for Ethan Crumbly, the self-confessed Oxford High School shooter. WWJ legal analyst Charlie Langton joins us live with a preview. Charlie.
3: Well, good morning, Jackie. He's 16 years old now, Ethan Crumley, and he'll be in an Oakland County courtroom, possibly by Zoom. He pleaded guilty to 24 charges, including guilty to first-degree murder. Of course, this was all related to the Oxford High School shooting. And because he's a minor, he has to have a hearing regarding a placement. It's called a placement hearing to see if he should remain in the Oakland County jail before he's sentenced, or until he's sentenced anyway. That should take place, and that shouldn't be that big of a deal. However he still has to be sentenced for the charges that which he pled to. Generally speaking, first-degree murder is automatic life in prison, but because he's a minor, that's not automatic for him and Oakland Circuit judge Kwame Rowe will have to set a date a hearing as to call a Miller hearing as to when that hearing will take place we don't know yet it was postponed uh, without a date last month we could find out when that hearing will take place and that would go a long ways to ending this particular case at least on the criminal side with regard to Ethan Crumley parents still they're in the appellate courts. That trial, not scheduled yet. Reporting live, Charlie Langton, WWJ News Radio, 950.
4: An Oakland County pharmacist won't be filling any prescriptions anytime soon. He's been sentenced to a long-term in federal prison. WWJ's Greg Bowman has the details in this live report.
1: Morning, Jonathan. 44-year-old Yousef Kosho, who operates Great Health Pharmacy in Madison Heights, has been sentenced to eight years in federal prison after pleading guilty to charges of illegally distributing more than 25,000 opioid pills. He was also convicted of money laundering. U.S. Attorney's Office says Kosha gave the pills to a patient recruiter in return for cash and without actually writing any prescriptions investigators say at times KosHO would sell entire pharmacy stock bottles of drugs to the recruiter and officials say the prescriptions would sometimes be dispensed in the names of patients who never even frequented the pharmacy as part of his sentence Kosho will have to give up more than one million dollars seized during the investigation reporting live greg bowman wwj news radio 950
0: does detroit's project green light actually reduce violent crime a new report out says it does not the details now live from wwj's mike campbell mike
2: yeah the u.s department of justices uh justice center looked at detroit businesses that had those high definition cameras that provide a live feed to the detroit police department's real-time crime center and they looked at those that don't have that system and they have determined that the project green light does not have an effect there's no evidence that it reduces violent crime now the study does say that it did show a reduction in property crime at those businesses with the cameras and extra lighting on their properties but it didn't affect the violent crime mayor mike duggan has said it has an effect in fact in twenty nineteen he said it was part of the reason for a thirty one percent drop in violent crime across the city and the police chief james white says he thinks the program works as well but again the doj says no evidence of that number of the businesses that paid four to six thousand dollars to install those cameras a lot of them uh... twenty four-hour party stores restaurants uh, fast food restaurants and uh... liquor stores and gas stations say they felt pressured by the city to join the green light project and now the doj seems to Point that it doesn't really have an effect. Reporting live, Mike Campbell, WWJ News Radio 950.
4: Ten years after Detroit declared bankruptcy, the city actually finds itself with a budget surplus. Now the question is, what to do with that extra money? Mayor Mike Duggan has submitted a proposal, uh, amendment to the um, city council, outlining his plan to spend $156 million on surplus funds from the last fiscal year. Under the mayor's plan, the city will invest $86 million in neighborhood projects, $70 million will be used to shore up the city's retiree protection plan and risk management fund.
0: Detroit City Council members and the city clerk, meantime, are asking for huge pay raises. Speaking before commissioners who determine their salaries, Clerk Janice Winfrey said clerks in several nearby suburban communities are making significantly more than she does. She's seeking a $150,000 salary. She currently makes about $89,000 a year. Council members are asking for a $115,000 annual salary and $125,000 for the council president. The elected officials' compensation commission is expected to make a decision next week. The City Council can reject the pay raises by a two-thirds vote.
4: Well, only a single move made by the Detroit Pistons before Thursday's NBA trade deadline. We know the GM Troy Weaver loves to change and tinker with his roster, but one move and it wasn't even the one that everybody expected. The newest Piston is James Wiseman, who comes in from Golden State after several injuries and a lack of playing time, derailed the number two overall pick from 2020. Another reclamation project for the team for a very talented seven-foot 21-year-old player who hopefully just need some opportunity with some minutes. Now, leaving the team, Sadiq Bay, who never quite took that next step as a scorer. He did shoot threes and had a 50-point game last season, but... He's off to Atlanta in a three-team deal. Veteran Kevin Knox also leaves the D and goes to Portland through the Warriors. Now, a little surprising, 34-year-old Boyan Bogdanovich, he stays with the team, and they added no first-round draft picks. The last-place Pistons play tonight at home and have 26 games left during another disappointing season in the standings. Chris Fular, WWJ News Radio, 950.
0: While Stellantis is confirming that its Super Bowl ads on Sunday will have an electrification theme.
3: Jeep's halftime ad will connect Jeep with nature and electrification in a way only the Jeep brand can, says the brand CEO at Ram, where they have a fourth quarter ad brand CEO Mike Koval says they won't be as serious as their previous Super Bowl ads. This affords us an opportunity to show a little bit of the other side of our personality in a lighthearted but meaningful way and to address some real concerns, some real issues about this transition to an electrified future ram is close to launching an electric pickup and van jeep will have its first ev next year at the chicago auto show i'm jeff gilbert wwj news ready to go
4: 950 well are you lining up all your snacks and drinks you're going to have for the super bowl on sunday well blue cross blue shield of michigan says that uh, you may have the snacks that you like but you should have some healthy options too like veggies. Uh, Shanti Apello with more.
0: When it comes to drinks, I love making sure that water is presented at the table, sparkling water even, or low sugar mocktails, um, because oftentimes whenever you only see soda, beer, wine, things like that, it's really difficult to make the healthy choice.
4: Well, she says uh, serving dip is still good, and she says tacos can be a healthy option too. You can find recipes at HealthierMichigan.org.
1: For the latest news, plus traffic and weather together on the 8th, tune to AM 950. Follow WWJ on our Odyssey app or ask Alexa to play WWJ News Radio 950.
4: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.